Welcome to the HR Huddle Podcast, presented by Sapient Insights Group, the ultimate resource for all things HR. It's time to get in the huddle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the HR Huddle. I'm your host, Terry Zipper, CEO and Managing Partner at Sapient Insights Group. And I'm back for another exciting episode of HR, We Have a Problem. This is the show where we like to break down the big and most relevant issues of the day. We help you make sense of what they mean for you. And we talk about what you might do about them. Joining me today is Celia Fleischaker. Celia is an executive with 20 plus years of experience focused on developing go-to-market strategies for technology organizations. She's managed global organizations for public and private software companies. In her current role as the chief marketing officer at iSolved, a leader in HR software and services, Celia is focused on driving growth, organic growth through the expansion of channels, marketing programs, and product lines. And she's really been taking iSolve to the next level in their growth stage. So welcome, Celia. It's great to connect with you. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. And I'm also super excited to have a former Louisvillian on the show. I love it. I think that's so fun. Yeah, we spent... Well, I was raised there and then we raised our kids there too. So lots of time and a lot of love for Louisville. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't get to do that often. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So one of the things I've been trying to do on the show is go a little deeper into other functions in the organization and the the importance of that relationship with HR to those functions. I've focused a little bit on finance. I've done sales, the front line. And I thought it would be great to have an opportunity to talk about the marketing relationship particularly as it relates to the employee experience. Does that sound like a good plan to you? It sounds great. All right, then let's get into the huddle. So employee experience is really top of mind these days. And who owns it? It's kind of a little bit of a hot potato, right? How it's being supported is evolving. When I was first in in HR, I really had no idea what they did in marketing. And frankly, I'm not sure how much even like talent acquisition at the time dealt with marketing. Obviously, these days, it's a big deal. There's a relationship, I hope, with recruiting and talent acquisition. But even that is changing, I think, with the organization's brand being so front and center and one of the cornerstones to attraction and retention. And HR bears some responsibility for ensuring that applicants and employees understand that brand proposition, right? Absolutely. I think it's, it is funny, like they used to be kind of in different silos, but there's so much blending today. And we're finding a lot of benefits from marketing and HR working together to deliver a better employee experience. I know for me and the different roles that I've had, I've always found that relationship with HR has been one that's critical, selfishly to my success in marketing and how we drive the business. But also we found that Like there's so much work to be done between the two organizations on things like an employer brand. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, HR needs to really get the message across, right? We've, I've seen some data from some of the work that you guys have done 
And employees actually believe now that employers are more focused on them and prioritizing things like work-life balance. Seems like business leaders are also pretty focused on the employee experience. Why do you think that is now? Yeah, I mean, I think you raised a couple of things there. If you take it from the employee lens, what we're seeing is it's a stressful time to be certainly an employee. We're seeing a lot of them with burnout. The, one of the surveys we just did showed that 65% of employees feel like they've suffered burnout in the last or past year. And, and so that stat alone makes you worry about are you going to retain? Are they going to be performing well? We know that if employees aren't performing well, it impacts customer experience. I think what we're seeing is, yes, it's a difficult time from an employee side. They want something more fulfilling. They're looking for a culture fit in their employee or employer relationship. Business leaders have picked up on the fact it's not just about delivering that better experience. There's a bottom line benefit to delivering a better experience. It helps me with retention. It's so important to retain talent. It helps me with expansion. If I have good relationships with my employees and they're delivering a better customer experience, they're able to expand and help our customers use more of our solutions. Um, I get employee brand advocates that help me. I mean, there's a lot of reasons from a bottom line kind of business view that you want to have a better experience. Yeah. Well, and your employees are a lot of times also consumers of your goods, depending on what it is you're selling, right? Absolutely. And they can represent you better. They understand it better. And how you position their experience from a consumer perspective, I love it. We have multiple generations in the workplace today, maybe more than we've ever had. And they all look at experience a little bit differently and how they use technology and how they go throughout their day and having a lens on what are those different generations? How do they want to interact with me as an employer? How can I deliver a better experience? And in many times for younger generations, more consumerish experience for them is really important. Yeah. Even in your business, I guess the um, employees are end up being consumers of the product and just whether it's doing their getting their payroll done or performance management or something else that they need to get done, right? We're right in that season, right? I just finished reviews last week and the performance management. That's one of the things that really intrigued me about HCM is I use the iSolve product throughout my application process. I use it every day in my job. And I, it's fun. It makes it much more relatable to have that kind of relationship with the product that we also sell. Yeah. One of the things I saw in the survey that you guys did was that burnout really is the number one threat to a positive culture in the organization. I think that's huge. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I don't know, it wasn't ever talked about before and recognized. I think it's we've had this resurgence or over the last few years with all the changes that's been happening, the importance of the employee experience. I think in the, the same research that you're talking about, we had nearly 90% say that it's important to them to have a job that's personally fulfilling to them. And then when we were talking about, we've seen an uptick, according to research, and the employees that say, hey, I'm going to look for a new role. I don't think this one fits as much. And when we ask them about well, what is it that doesn't work or why are you looking for a new role, two of the top Five were culture related. They were um, they either didn't like the current co- company culture that they were in. They didn't feel recognized, which typically you'd expect to see 
pay or other things, but to fa- to see that many related to culture, I thought was an interesting switch, something we haven't seen as much before. It is. And it's kind of particularly interesting given how the work environment has changed, right? So the whole work from anywhere, work from home. Uh, I know a lot of people have gone back to the office, but there's still a fairly significant people group of people working remotely. And I'm imagining it's harder to ingrain the culture when you just see people on Zoom. It is. And if you think about it, and I think this is where the marketing HR relationship can really play out in a, in a very positive way on an organization. Marketers have been having to relate to their consumers and their targets. We haven't had the luxury in most cases of communicating in person. And so you've been using these digital techniques to understand your market and to segment and talk to your market. And now we find HR and companies in that same position with employees. They're no longer, I can't walk around the office and and talk to them around a water cooler or whatever. And so working together between that partnership between marketing and HR about how do you effectively communicate and form a meaningful relationship with benefits in a digital way? Because marketers have been doing that for a while with their stakeholders. Now, employers are having to do that with their employees more than maybe they ever have in the past. Yeah. Who do you see owning the employee experience today? Is it HR? Is it marketing? Is it a shared experience? I mean, what does it look like? Yeah, it's, I mean, in in my view and the way we run it certainly here is it's a very much a shared responsibility. Different, the HR team, the marketing team, they bring different things to the table. And so everyone's got to be aware of the need to create an experience. It has to be a shared, really, not opportunity, but priority amongst the full leadership team across the organization has to be aware this is important for us. But then when marketing and HR work together to drive a plan to build a better experience, they both have different lenses. And I think working together is the way to do it. I think having one own it independently, you lose something in that. Yeah, I worked on a big M&A recently and the employee experience was owned by marketing and HR sat under marketing with this. Well, sat under employee experience. Okay. Okay. And, And both marketing and HR were together. And it was really interesting because they were heavily in the marketing team was heavily engaged in the acquisition process. We were really focused on the HR side of it, but we had a a full team of people working with us from a marketing perspective. And they were um, heavily engaged in sort of detailing the personas of the people that were going to be coming over as part of the acquisition. And we went through like every step in the transaction, like what were they going to, how much training did they have to do? What forms were they going to have to fill out? What how are they going to apply for their benefits and get their badges and all of these things and then like put timing around it and built this like really cool roadmap. And it, the marketing piece of it was so critical. It wasn't just a spreadsheet like you, you'd build right, an yeah. HR. Here's the spreadsheet. And here's your dates. And here's the things you need to show up for. It was they basically because it was in New Orleans, they created this parade oh, no, map. I mean, awesome. it was just beautiful. And the it was very well received, right? And people knew what they needed to do. Like they understood what they were going to have to do in this process. And 
it just really, to me, like made this partnership, it really strengthened that partnership for me, from my perspective. I'd never been that in closely involved with marketing, helping drive something on the HR side. Oh, I love that. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty advanced view of it, right? Like, and to have that level of focus on the experience and the partnership between the two organizations is is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it, it really was. What, why should, are there specific things or are there cases where you wouldn't see HR teams wanting marketing in, involved in certain things? Are there some areas where it's a no-go? Or I think there are things that HR does that are obviously just for HR that have to be, whether they're confidential or they're things that just compliance issues and absolutely HR's got their lane. But I think employer employee experience definitely kind of straddles the two and it's kind of one of those better together situations. And I think that one of the things we saw in some of the research, which I thought was interesting, was we asked people about, well, how do you improve company culture, which aligns, tends to align really well with experience. And in prior years, the number one had been, you have to pay me better, right? You have to pay <laughs> market, which of course people are going to say that. This was the first year where we saw a shift. And what people said, the number one was improve internal communications, talk to me more, be transparent, yes. which I thought was a really, it's a big shift, right? It wasn't like a huge number shift, but to see that agile pay, which is still number two, but I thought really interesting. And I think right there, that focus on how do you communicate? How do you package up communications is a really nice way for marketing and HR to be able to work together to drive a better culture, to drive better communications. There's certainly things that each organization will do in its own right, but there there are definitely partnership opportunities that benefit the full organization. Yeah. And they're already helping in the benefits area when you do your annual open enrollment, for example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Communications became a really big issue during the pandemic. Remember where Uh, You just, you had to be telling people what was going on. That transparency was so key. And then I think after the pandemic and people started to come back to the office and I got a little bit less. And I think you're seeing people come back and say, hey, I was a whole lot happier and more engaged when you were telling me what was going on. I remember talking to a lot of people during that period and and what you heard back from the people who had been remote all along, they're like, this is kind of great. We're all on the same footing from the standpoint of communications. And it made HR marketing organizations, how they communicated with employees, everyone was remote. And so it was, everyone's on the same playing field. And then we, you're right, we get back and now you have this mixed bag again. And I'm thrilled that people are back in office, but You've got remote employees, like, don't leave me out. Like, don't go back to the ways where it was all in office and you're next to people and you're sharing. Like, how do we keep that going? There were some, it was a horrible period in many respects, but there were things we learned out of it, I thought, from a communication perspective that needs to continue and were helpful. Yeah. So what are you guys doing differently, I solved? Is there anything anything unique about the way your HR and marketing teams work together? I think anyone that knows ISOL probably has had the opportunity and the good fortune to run into Amy Mosher, our chief people officer. And 
she's one of, I would call her an experienced first head of HR and she's a great partner as well. So she, she's been looking at experience for a while. She has an employee engagement team that we work really closely with and their whole focus is how do I engage my employees? How do I drive that experience? And we kind of treat that team like part of marketing too. So we focus in marketing a lot on customer and partner experience, but we kind of pull them all together in an experience lens and look at it. And so we have had a focus on employee experience for a while, and she's done a lot to drive that. You've got people like Lena Tonk, our chief experience officer, who are completely focused on driving that experience. And I think those are that's so important. It's, and we talked about it earlier, that top-down focus and buy-in and, and just very open Here's what I think is important as a leadership team experience is one of those things. And we want to give it the support it needs to drive it forward. Yeah, I, I just think it's so important. And I've encouraged people to get to know the other people in other departments, regardless of what your role is, right? Not only might you be interested in making a change, but also thinking about what you do differently, right? In looking at it in the lens of, in this case, marketing, but finance or in sales or, or whatever the case might be, how should I be looking at my job and, and what I do uh, from a different perspective? Well, I think for, I saw the industry we're in, right? And as an HCM provider, it's only goodness for marketing to work closely with that team to understand their challenges, to understand all the different competing things that they have going on and what's pulling on them because it helps us be better when we're talking to our customers and our prospects. So there's added benefit to us working closely with HR, certainly. Is there anything that you guys are doing as an organization that promotes this connection, whether it's through the tool and the way that people take advantage of the HR capabilities? Is there anything there? I hadn't really thought to ask you that question before, but it's something that just kind of popped up. And well, I think just in general, that there are things inside of our application that help communicate, right? Everyone's using Share and Perform. There are ways to congratulate and, and talk, give kudos to people. And so we use the ISOB People Cloud platform every day in the business, whether it is performance management, whether it's helping us with communications. And, and so that for us is very important to have as a backbone. And then just in general, working together closely with HR to be very open about what we're trying to do from an experience perspective, um, mapping out the employee journey, understanding it, and then targeting really every stage. What can we do to make that better for our employees? How do we onboard them through career development? Even when you think about it, alumni can be really important as well. Of course. Yeah. Well, and I'm just thinking about the people that we have around our product development, for example, how interesting it would be to have marketing people that are part of product development, right? And how, do, how are you seeing us take advantage of or use these capabilities, right? And I'm sure that, I'm sure that exists, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting lens. 
Well, and I think kind of like the, the intersection you mentioned product. I mean, our HR team, that they're the first beta customer. They're testing every solution <laughs> that comes it. out and they're getting their eyes on it and giving feedback early on, which again is just a really nice way to cross-pollinate what's happening with the product, what the HR teams need, because they're who we want to sell to. They're who we're talking to. We're building for them to drive value for them. Yeah. So taking a little bit different turn on this, what are you seeing in terms of AI? I always like to, to ask about what's the intersection of AI with respect to this and how do you see that helping or, or hurting this area? I'm one of those who believes it's helpful. I'll, I'll say that. And, and for me, I think AI has a lot of potential here. And the one thing I've heard over and over, whether it was at our Connect conference or, or hearing from customers, our own HR team, they're strapped for time. And they're spending some, I think one of the studies we did, 50% or more of their time a day is administrative answering questions, things like that, is one of those things that I think can come into an HR organization and really help streamline, help like, how do you, like, I think about our, our conversational virtual assistant, like how do we help them get questions answered and employees self-serve is a really great thing. So AI plays a role. How do you make it easier to write job descriptions? How do you, you know, we're using AI for that. And so I, I see AI coming in and being able to help automate and improve processes, uh, remove some of the administrative burden for HR. So they do have time to dedicate to things like employee experience. Yeah. At the same time, it's I noticed it was one of the top challenges. It topped the list of insecurity concerns, job insecurity for people. And so it's weighing on people from multiple perspectives, right? Oh, I, I want it. I need it. It's going to help me do my job faster, better. On the flip side, is it going to replace me? I think, yeah, I think there is that. Is it going to replace me? There's still, when people do develop AI, are they doing it ethically and responsibly? Do you have transparency with respect to how it's making decisions or being used inside the, the solution? I think all of that is really important. And I think that buyers should ask those questions, right? And get those answers. I think there's always fear of the unknown and AI is, has still has a bit of mystique to it. But I, I think there's so much positive to gain when used in the right way, when developed the right way responsibly that I think it only, it will, it will be very positive. I think the impact that it has. Yeah. It's coming fast and furious, but I, to your point, back to the conversation about what's the top way to improve culture is improve communications. How do we improve communications around what we're doing with AI and how it's going to impact our business and how it can help us grow versus, versus detract? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I always like to ask is what is one thing that listeners could do today to sort of strengthen the relationship and alignment with marketing or just to help work on their employee experience? I think it's it's such a big area, right? There's so many things to do. I think it's important for people that just Exactly. What you said. It's that one thing, right? Is there just a simple change I could make that would have a big impact? Is there... Or just something that... like I, I like to give people something tangible. And we've talked Absolutely. about a lot of different things today. 
but it could be something just simple, right? Like tomorrow, I'm going to put a meeting on the calendar to go talk to somebody in marketing, for example, or something to just like start to start to step outside their comfort zone, make some connection, do something that might help broaden broaden their horizon. Yeah, I think a fairly easy thing to do would be just to get a pulse on your own experience. So how are employees feeling about it? A simple survey, a focus group to understand. We talked about a lot of stats that don't sound great about burnout or people looking for new jobs. And And getting a pulse on that inside your organization, I think, is a great place to start. So you're not going out blindly to improve employer experience or you're going to get some tangible stuff from speaking with employees or hearing from them that you can act on. And it might be it might be new technology. As I solved, I'm going to be biased and say technology could probably help you out. But there are simple, like, are there things that you could just simply automate? Are there some pieces of of things that maybe you don't need to be doing that people don't find valuable? I think that's the place to start. Yeah, no, that's great. I I know it's people listen to a lot of these podcasts and they're great and you get a lot of new ideas, but it's always nice to say, okay, I'm going to create this. I'm going to go do this. Like, this is something I'm going to do. It's going to start me on my journey. So, yeah. So where can people find your, I know you've got a couple different reports out, like the HR trends report that just came out and then the employee experience report. Can they find that on your website? Absolutely. I solved hcm.com, the website. I think a couple of those reports we talked about are right there on the homepage. Um, They're all available on the website. People can download them and kind of take from it what they want. It could all, they could also be a great basis for if they wanted to survey their own employees or some great questions that we asked in there that they could take and run with. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There were some really, it was a very nice, well put together couple of surveys that was I thought was very useful and people could see, hey, is it, what is it that people are looking for here? Is it fulfillment? Is it a better work environment? Is it better communications, yeah. right? Better comp. That's always one of the top ones, right? Well, this has been great, Celia. I, I really appreciate you joining me today. It's been a great conversation. And I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'd also like to thank our producers, Brand Method Media Group, and our marketing team. And thank you for tuning in. That is all the time we have today for this episode of HR, We Have a Problem. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to it on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. We'd love to know what you think, or we'd love to know if there's some topics that you might want to hear about. And you can also drop us a line or schedule a chat on the website. And we will be back in two weeks with another episode of HR, We Have a Problem. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Terry.